I hate accountability, but I love to give accountability. All of us are that way, truly. <laughs> the students don't mind accountability if we go in and say, guys, if you're gonna be a leader, you gotta be a leader. That's at school, that's at church, that's at home. And just challenge them to do it. Again, they will do it, but we just have to be careful of their lifestyle Working with the local church to take the hope of Christ to every student in the United States. This is First Priority. Now here are your hosts, Steve Cherico and Brad Skelling. Hey everybody. What's going on, Steve? <laughs> Brad's making fun of me today. It's amazing. It's, it's, it's fun what happens when you hit the record button. <laughs> you just start laughing. It's great. The screen in the room doesn't help at all either. That is correct, yes. That is Because I have to look at you the whole time, and that's, hey hard, that's hard without laughing. Hey, now. <laughs> uh, we are glad you're back on the First Party Podcast. It's good to have everybody. It is. It's great to be here. Yeah. One announcement before we kick off our amazing show is that if you are listening to this before April 1st, 2022, you only have a few days or up until those days to get your scholarship application in or the student, the high school senior that you know, have them submit their scholarship form, get that into us, and we will consider that for a $500 scholarship to the college or leadership track of their choice. Yeah, so. and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it is a leadership scholarship. Mm -hmm. And I, I was going to just jump on what you just said, which is the mm -hmm. reality is, the probably unique thing about the scholarship is that it's not just for a collegiate student. Yep. Somebody is doing a gap year. Somebody is doing um, an opportunity to increase in leadership. Yep. We're looking at all of those we'll as a national it. office. We'll do it. You mentioned Student Leadership University. I have. A while back that can go towards that as well. Cool. Yep. It's great. Yeah. Well, last week we started something. We did. We need to finish it this week. We're going to. You want to give a little bit of just update on where we were and where we're going? Uh, we were in the middle of club training from Larry Franks when he trained the Fort Worth director and coordinator a few weeks back. And so we're giving you the second half. You've learned about Epic and Hope, and you've learned about everybody's role in the club and a lot of those kind of things. Today, we're going to jump into training, um, how to hold a club training, things of that nature, and actually launching the club at your school. So kind of the second half of getting the club started. Yeah, and if you've done a training before or this is new to you, I would highly encourage a notepad as you listen to this one or yep. even a note on your phone if you're rolling down the road and have stoplights because there are a number of nuggets that Larry gives that are certainly helpful as you prepare for your next one. I'm going to ignore the riding while you're driving comment. I said at a stoplight. <clears throat> and just say, too, that, yes, most of you have been a part of a club training before, have trained a club. Uh, we're not doing this to contradict a director or a training that you've had. We just want to give another perspective because we feel like hearing it from another mouth will help you to see it in a broader sense and become wiser in how you do first priority in your school. Agreed. Let's jump in. Let's go. Now, again, as we start talking about trainings and how to set those up, Shane's going to be a great resource for you on how to do that. All right. Um, Effective training is key. Again, how you start is how it will always be. Okay? So don't just say, man, we got to throw a training together so we can get these clubs going. No, we have to throw a training together <laughs> to make sure everybody knows their job, their role, how to do it, what to do, when to do, 
because this is going to be our success story for years to come. Okay. So just know when you do training, man, you got to nail it right out of the chute because whatever you teach them that first time is what it's going to be forever and ever. Amen. All right. So make sure that you're doing that. So everybody needs to be trained. Students, campus coach, faculty member, all of those need to be trained on this is your role. This is what we need you to do. This is how we need you to do. Then you need to get organized again. You begin to talk about what day works best. My suggestion to you is to make sure that you're not doing the club on the same day that FCA or whomever else is doing. If there's another spiritual organization that already meets on campus or is meeting on campus, don't be a competition for them. Just pick another day and another time or whatever works best and just be flexible with that, okay? It may not be what you would like for it to be, but we don't, we don't want to be a competition. Man, I, I'm, I'm like you. I think you said it earlier. I, I wish we had something every day on campus that's spiritual, whether it's First Priority FCA Unilife or Jews for Jesus or whatever you want to call it. Man, if there's something spiritual, and I always challenge my students to do this, if there's something spiritual going on on your campus, you need to be a part of it, whatever it's called. Because guys, you know this, the further we go down this road, the less opportunities that we have like this to do it. There will be a day that the students that are in the schools today will look back and say, I can't believe we were able to do that, <laughs> that we may not be able to do. I mean, Lord, Lord only knows how much longer we'll be able to do what we do. So get organized, get all your people together. Do you have a question? I was going to say, and if we have to overlap on somebody, I, I was putting together a college Bible study and talk to the Chi Alpha director and I said, hey, you know, what? when do you do your studies? I don't want to do my study on the same night. He said, listen, there's 10,000 people on this campus. Statistics say we're only going to reach 1,000 of them. You don't have 1,000 in your group. I don't have 1,000 in mine, so I think it'll be okay if we do it at the same time. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it just depends on the campus. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing applies. Yep. Just make sure you're not competing. Um, well, but to, to other organizations, it may look like a competition. So, if you're willing to say, hey, I Yep. And honestly, if they did that to us, we would look at it as a competition. Yeah. We would say, man, what the crap? Yeah. I mean, you, well, you got four other days. Why are you doing the same day we're doing ours? Circumstantial and, and relational. So, yeah. Yep. Very true. All right. So we're going to get trained. We're going to get organized. Where, where are we going to meet? How are we going to do it? Then we're going to start promotion. Um, again, how do we promote that? We do it through the school. We do it through students. We do it through the local church. Hey, we're getting ready to start a club at Permian High School, whatever the case may be. Make sure we're promoting that so, so people know that, all right? Then we go to resources. Um, all of the resources to start a club are available with the digital download. It'll tell you there, firstpriority.club slash resources. You have a club starter kit in your box that will kind of give you a, a little bit of taste of what that looks like. That, again, is all in your box. And then once you get trained, you get all that stuff in place, now we're ready to start the clubs. Remember... It has to be done in the right order to be successful. That's not just so you do things like we say. That's really the way this thing works. 
you have to do it in the right order. And don't get it out of order because, again, you are creating mass chaos for yourself. All right. Now, timing. Again, Shane will help you with this. As you guys start meeting as a team, you're going to determine what's the best time to start a club at this school. Uh, um, our hope would be that we could potentially start some clubs before this school year is over. Even if we get to do just one cycle, it gives them the idea of what this thing looks like and how it's going to work. It gives you a dry run to say, oh, man, we didn't think about this. We missed this. We need to do better training with this, whatever the case may be. But again, I would encourage you, don't rush into it to say we got one done. It's better if you don't get it done and you can't do it well, then take the summer to train. And when school starts back, we'll attack hell with a water pistol. All right. But just um, so timing is crucial. You will see here a fall launch, a new year launch, a spring launch, depending on when you're wanting to launch those clubs. There's just some suggestions there. Again, Shane will help you guys. You guys will walk through that as a team. You'll determine, hey, we're ready. Even if, look, even if it's one school out of 184, that's one. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. That's the way we look at it. Man, start when you're ready. Make it good. Make it exciting. And then it will have that ripple effect to where others will want to be involved with it as well. All right? Recruiting leadership. Where do we find student leaders? Where would you guys say we find student leaders? Local church. All right? That's where they are. That's, that's where they are. So you want to go to the local church. You're going to work through teachers. You know what? Every teacher knows Christian students, I promise. Even if they're not a Christian teacher, they know Christian students. They know the students who are the movers and shakers. They know the students who are making a difference morally, socially, and spiritually on their campus. All right? So use those relationships, again, to recruit uh, leaders for your clubs. Parents. Obviously, every parent knows another parent that knows another that knows another. So you want to use those. And then again, the students know other believing students as well. And again, I'm not just saying recruit believers, but that's who we need most for the most part on our team. OK, um, so so who do we who do we pick? What, what are we looking for in a student leader? We're looking for these qualities in a student leader. One of them is, are they humble? Um, if you can find a student that is humble and displays humility, they'll do anything you ask them to do. If the student says, I only want to do it if I can be the upfront guy, that's not your person. And trust me, they're out there. They're kind of like student pastors. If I can come speak, I'd love to be a part of first priority. <laughs> But if I got to come every week and just cheerlead students, man, I don't have time for that. Same, same thing. Find you some students that display and live out the characteristic of humility. Two, are they teachable? Man, if you find students that are teachable, you're going to knock it out of the park. You are going to knock it out of the park. Then the hook becomes on you to teach them. All right. So it's not just they're teachable, but what are you teaching them? How are you using them? How are you investing in them to make your clubs better? And then are they faithful? Not just faithful, but is their walk faithful? We, we had this conversation yesterday. Um, you you want to find students that are faithful to the cause of Christ, that are faithful in their local church. Um, you know, it's kind of like the the mission field uh, 
people say all the time they won't serve in missions locally, but God's called them to missions somewhere over there. It's like, really? I mean, missions is missions. Acts 1.8 happens here as well as it does, does the ends of the earth. And so I'm looking for students that are faithful in the local church to be faithful on their campus and not vice versa. I can serve here, but I can't serve there. I can't go, well, I've got a lot of things going on Sunday and Wednesday. I can't go. But we've got to get the cart and the horse in the right order, right? So we had this conversation yesterday. Um, so what happens if we put somebody on our leadership team that, that stumbles, morally stumbles, uh, something happens? Guys, they're students, just like adults. We, we stumble, we fail, <laughs> we sin just like the rest of them. Um, and, and we'll go through this here in just a minute, but there's a leadership covenant that we ask them to sign. But there may be times that you have to ask someone to step down that's on your leadership team. Um, understand this, you don't want somebody that's a cancer being on the leadership team of your club because eventually it spreads to your club and it spreads to your leadership team and everybody gets discouraged and nobody wants to be a part. And then we've created a mess simply because we allowed something to happen that we know about. Now, there are times because we're not with these students all the time that we don't know that stuff's going on. Uh, I, I shared with these guys, we had a student who came to me and said, hey, this person on our leadership team is living in sin doing this. And the student said, I want you to know I'm going to confront them because they're a leader on our team. Home run. <laughs> Not that I couldn't handle it, but when a student says, we, we don't have this on our team. If you're going to do that, look, great person. Here's the thing. Restoration is biblical. So let's handle it the right way. But as leaders of this ministry, I believe with all of my heart, biblically speaking, we're going to give an account for what we allow to happen through the ministry of first priority under our control. And so let's do that in a way that there's accountability. Students, whether we like it or not and believe it or not, they don't mind accountability if you start with accountability. But it can't be a free-for-all and then we want to interject accountability. I hate accountability, but I love to give accountability. All of us are that way, truly. <laughs> the students don't mind accountability if we go in and say, guys, if you're going to be a leader, you got to be a leader. That's at school. That's at church. That's at home. And just challenge them to do it. Again, they will do it, but we just have to be careful of their lifestyle because to say, I'm a leader at first priority, and then they live like hell on the campus and all those students see it every day, it's egg on our face. And that's why you have to be careful with saying all who will come and serve on the leadership team. All who will come to the club, but not all who will serve on a leadership team. Okay. Well, again, Shane will, Shane will help you with some of that um, as well. How do we prepare students to lead a club? We build relationships with them. We work to develop them. We invest time into them. We train them. We do all of those things that are necessary. Again, the best way to do it is give them something to do. You'll find out who's strong at being the welcome person. You'll find out who's strong at being the follow-up person, but you got to give them tasks and allow them to do them. And really, as bad as we hate, and I hate to even say this, sometimes you got to allow them to fail, to know, man, they're great people. They're just in the wrong seat. So let's move them. Let, let's help them. Because again, you want to get this to where you don't even have to be there and touch it and smell it and feel it for it to be really successful. Because as you grow, 
to 180 schools, you can't be ever, you can't hit all those. <laughs> At any time, you're not gonna hit all those. I mean, if you did one every day, you probably couldn't do it in a school year, almost. I was about to say, there's 180 days in a registered school year. There you go. So you got more schools than you have days to be able, so you, you can't be the thing that makes this thing rise and fall. You got to do your part at the front end and then trust people with the ministry. As we said earlier, give the ministry away. Give it to them and say, man, my faith's in you because if you flop, I flop. But I can't, I'm not going to hold your hand. I'm not going to micromanage you. But, but we need to do that. All right. And then the next page is talks about club resources again. FirstPriority.club, everything you have there. There's resources on your app. There's resources. Brad will, will cover some other places that you can find stuff with Dropbox and other things. Um, so that's that, okay? Um, <coughs> again, I'm not going to beat a dead horse. This is probably beating a dead horse again, but we have to train and we have to train well. I, I said this earlier, let's not challenge students to be missionaries and leaders on their campus and not show them how to do it. If we'll show them how to do it, they can do it, they can do it well, okay? Um, so when do we do trainings? Again, once we get those people in place, so once God opens a door, we have relationships, we have somebody that has a connection to a school, we start getting students, we start getting parents, we start getting to church, we get a campus coach, we get all those commitments, then we do the training, then we say, where, where do we go, when can we start, okay? That, that is the order, uh, again, when you talk about training, there's some samples in here. There's resources, again, in your box that have a lot of this stuff uh, for you to be able to look at. So what do we do when we get to a training? If you'll go to the one that says what, it's got the pictures of the mission vision, the roles, the, the cycles there. That's, that's where I'm at. Three main elements of a basic training. So when you do a training event, you need to have, how, how do I train people? What, what do I need to do at this event? Okay, there's three things. They need to know the mission and vision, okay? Just because they're students, just because they're leading clubs, don't think it's not important for them to know who we are and what we're about, okay? It's very important that they know the mission and vision of first priority. Then they need to be taught on, if you do this role, this is what you do. If you do the greeter, this is what you do. If you're the speaker, this is what you do. So each of those roles need to be trained on so everybody on the team knows this is what I'm asking you to do. How many times have we ever heard this statement? Well, nobody ever told me that's what they wanted me to do. If you let middle schoolers lead, they'll do what they want to do. If you don't say, Shane, this is exactly what I need you to do, then Shane's going to do what right in his eyes. Every man, every, man, every man did what was right in his own eyes. So, um, so they need to know the mission and vision. Everybody needs to know the role and what you're asking them to do. And then they need to know the strategy. They need to know the hope strategy. What does this look like? What does each week look like? How, how do we set that club up? What do we do? All right. And so you will explain the cycle to them as well. And then again, the best place to start is when the with the training is with the end in mind. 
The app, the app, the app is what you need to make sure, like we did with you today. When you're doing a training, you need to say, everybody take out your phones, go to the app store, find FBOA, download this app, and walk through some of that with them so they can see how easy it is for them to use. Then there is um, a playbook, some playbook pointers for you on a training event. What all do we need to have? We need to have music, maybe an icebreaker, some name tags, um, greeters. Here's a sample training schedule of what it kind of looks like. So you don't have to say, man, what, what am I supposed to do when? This kind of just lays it out a little bit for you to be able to walk through that. Again, Shane's going to be your greatest resource because he's, he's done this over. I mean, he's done it for 100 years and he knows how to do it and he knows what to do. And so he's going to help you. He's not going to. I hope you know that even us guys that are not there in Texas, we're always available if you need us. If you need to call us, I will go as far to say as if you need us to come out there to help do the first one or whatever, we're willing to do that. It's that important to us to make sure that we get off on the right foot, okay? Then you will see a letter to the principal for the charter of the club. Again, under club resources, you'll see all these things. Uh, if you go to the page after that, there's a page called Club Request. Uh, what you do is you download this form when you get students at, uh, what's one of the high schools there that you're going to be at? Burleson High School. So when you get that group together at Burleson High School, what you're going to do is you're going to take this form and you want five of those students to sign this form to give it to the principal. And here's what it's basically doing legally. It's saying we want you to agree to allow us to charter a club at this school. So the principal can never come back or somebody else can come back and say, man, we had no idea they were doing that. And now we're in a big mess. OK, now one of the things I want to encourage you to do as best as possible, this is not always possible, but I would encourage you to do this is I like to get we like to get five students from five different churches to sign this form. All right. And I even have our students write their name and then write their the name of their church out beside it. Here's why. If it is Burleson, if it's Burleson Baptist Church, I don't know that there is a Burleson Baptist Church, whatever. If there's a Burleson Baptist Church, we don't want five kids from Burleson Baptist Church turning this form in saying, we want to have a club at our school. Guess what that looks like to the principal? Man, I'm about to get railroaded. But if five students from five different churches, from five students from the body of Christ says, we want this at our school, all of a sudden he goes, okay or she goes, whoever it is. You can't always do that, but think about those things because, again, perception from a lost principle is, these guys about to try to do something to me <laughs> with, with this spiritual stuff, and I don't want to get in the middle of this. So let's make it as non-threatening as we possibly can for them, okay? Then there's a constitution and bylaws, the same thing. You would write the name Burleson High School in there, and... Um, the students would sign that as well. Now, when you get to the next page, let's talk about leader covenants for just a second. These are not demands, but they are very much necessary. Okay, I want, I want you to know that. Uh, some people don't use these, but if you get into a situation where you have to confront a student and ask them to step down, all you got to do is say, man, this is what you agreed to. Absolutely. This is not a surprise to you because you agreed to do this. When I uh, served in student ministry at our church, when people served in, in my ministry, I had them sign a leadership covenant. You know why? Because I don't ever want to have to go back and them say, you, you never told me you expected me to do that. Mm -hmm. 
It's all right here. And this is what you agreed to do. And you're not doing these things. Therefore, I'm going to have to ask you to step down. It keeps it off of your back. And they say, well, that's what I agreed to do. And I'm not not doing that. So I encourage you to use these. Once you get your leadership team in place, take this out. Don't hand it to them to sign. Go over this with them. Here's the expectations for you as a leader. We're delighted you're a leader. We're grateful you're a leader. We can't do these clubs without you. But with the title of leader, there's some responsibilities that we have for you that we're going to hold you accountable to. Okay. So you have that. Um, Follow-up is in there. Again, how to do follow-up. Shane is going to cover all of this with you, so I don't, I don't want to, to spend too awful long on this because, again, you guys have both done this, so you understand uh, the drill. I will say this. Um, the student needs to do the follow-up and not the adult, okay? You are getting information from a minor, and legally that information cannot be brought off of campus. So in other words, they can't get all the cards and give them to you, and you have all the students' information. Okay? Legally, that, can, that can't happen. Unfortunately, it happens a lot. But again, it's not a problem until there's a problem, and then it's a problem. Okay? So let's just start by saying, hey, when a kid turns in a card... Those follow-up boys got to do follow-up. They got to follow up. Now, if they do follow-up and then that kid comes to the church with them, fair game. Different, different party there. But on campus, we can't get information from minors and, and take that. Now, Brad will help me if I'm wrong here, but my understanding is we can do group me's for leadership teams and those kind of things to be able to communicate. But as and have obviously you would have their numbers to be able to do that. But we can't do everybody in the club sign up for this and, and get their information. Very good. All right. Go to the page that says adult support roles. Um, this will kind of give you an idea of, of what the require not requirements, but what the expectations are for each of those roles. So as a campus coach, you want to plan and prepare each week's club. So basically what happens, what I encourage our guys to do is you take the campus coach and once a month you meet with your leadership team and you plan out the entire month. Who's going to who's responsible for these five roles? Maybe it's for the whole month. Maybe it's just for this week. If you got tons of students that want to be involved, hey, you five have this week. You five have this one. Um, but you plan out the whole month. Who's going to speak? Who's going to contact the speaker to make sure that they can come, that they know what they're supposed to speak on? All of those things. So there is more than just showing up at a club once a week to make your clubs run as smoothly as possible. They're going to have to invest some time with the leaders to be able to make sure that everything is planned and ready to go before you get to that week. Okay. So, um, and then of course your teacher sponsors, again, they are the liaison between the school and the club. They attend the meetings. Uh, they help make sure that the school's announcing it. Those are some things that they can really be a big help to. Um, I love it when students go to the office and ask for them to announce and, you know, special things that we're having or whatever, but that's something that a role that the faculty person can play as well. Um, and then of course your parents, they can volunteer at the club. They can help get food together, man. There's a thousand things they can do, especially a parent that doesn't work. 
use the hound out of them if they'll let you, because <laughs> it takes a lot off of you uh, to be able to do that. Of course, and again, business leaders, they're providing the financial support. They can serve on your board or advisory boards and different things. So we, we want those good people to the table because again, they know other good business people. And so we, we want those folks there. And then of course the church as well, send students to the campus, pray for the missionaries, give financially to support them, and then receive those students, disciple them and help them as they begin their faith journey when they get back to the church. Okay. There is a sheet there for the campus coach. Again, Here's what we expect of you. Here's what you're committing to do. So there's no misunderstandings. There's a faculty sponsor one there. Same thing applies. Don't assume that they know what you want them to do. Be very clear. This is what we're asking you to do. Because again, what you lay out for them up front is what they do. Okay. So make sure that you are communicating that with them. Steve, that is a great conversation. And just like what we talked about uh, at the beginning of the show, I'll say it again. This isn't meant to change necessarily how you train in your your area. If you're That's in good. if you're in South Florida and been sitting at the feet of Chris Lane and Fred Ravel for many years, uh, they do an amazing job. Tim Bargo puts on a huge event in an arena, yep. and this is just to enhance what Tim does in that arena. It's not meant to contradict or do anything else um, because everybody trains a little bit differently. And Larry is a unique animal and a uh, unique bird. Is that how the, how the no, phrase goes? No, unique animal is better. I That's like that better. better. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, just to broaden your perspective on, on first priority, some of the best practices that are out there, and hopefully it can help increase the influence of your club in the school. And I will say this, Brad, if, uh, if somebody's listening and they're either new to FP mm-hmm. or they feel like, hey, there's, there is something that's distinctly different about what you just trained on yep. versus what I've been doing yep. and they want future help, uh, they can reach out to you or I, Brad at fpofamerica.com or Steve at fpofamerica.com. Yep. We're glad to jump in and give some feedback on that. It may be that, yeah, you, you've got a, you've got something that needs to be adjusted when you get ready to train in July of this year. That's right. But it also right. may be that we learn from your practice and actually go, no, that, that's not a bad ad. Yep. There might be great opportunity there. I agree. I agree. It's good stuff. Well, thanks everyone for following along, listening along with us. We appreciate you listening in. We appreciate the five-star review and sharing this podcast on your social media to help take the hope of Christ to every student because that is ultimately our goal. I like it. Vision and mission. That's right. Make it clear. Here we go. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Brad. See you soon. Later. Later.